All right. Hey, we are glad you're here. We're getting ready to do our worship part of the service. And I'm going to steal a mic from one of you guys, Rebecca, or either one of you guys. We've had some mic problems this morning. This is just in case. Ah, I can talk loud when it's inside and those kind of things, but for you to hear me on Facebook Live, you'll be able to do that. But outside, you may not be able to hear me if you're in the car or in here, too. Hey, we are so excited to be here today. This is the first time we have been back in our auditorium. Uh, and it's an exciting time, and it's a beautiful time and a beautiful day outside. And my prayer, my hope is for you, if you're watching with us on Facebook Live, you'll come out and share with us. we got a lot of folks in here. Everybody's separated. Um, how do you guys like being taped off? Does that feel good? <laughs> Different, doesn't it? I wish I may turn the camera around and take a picture. Anyway, we set the tape up so you would understand some of the social distancing, which none of us really do. Very few people do anyway. Let me rephrase that. Uh, next week we'll probably pull the center tapes off the aisle, but we're going to have every other pew just for your safety and ask you to sit closest to the edge. If you're a family unit, some of you take up more than four foot. I'll just say, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any families by name or any people. Uh, you guys can figure that out. But we're glad you're here, so come out and join us. You're able to listen in the car, sit outside in here, and come inside as well. We have overflow. And if you feel comfortable staying at home, please go ahead and do that for the foreseeable future and for we're hoping that we're going to be able to keep doing Facebook Live and some other opportunities. So if you feel God really placing on your heart a desire to help with this ministry, we sure can use somebody to do the videotaping and such. About four or five hours a week is all it takes. If you have a passion for that, pray about it and give me a holler. And we do have a swallow that comes around. I thought I might ask Rebecca to sing His Eyes on the Swallow. His eyes on the sparrow. Do you know that song, Rebecca? Ah, she does know that one. Okay. Ah, I don't know if it's a sparrow or a swallow, whatever. He's chirping. You might hear him in the background. He may die bomb us. Hey, it is what it is. It's one of God's creations. You know, today we're going to look at a very difficult text, I think. Not difficult from preaching standpoint, but difficult from the emotions that people felt. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 11. We're going to be beginning with verse... Uh, 17, you'd actually, it's whole chapter 11 there. It's about the story about Lazarus. You may know it or may not. But this, this text deals with a very difficult moment in the life of people that were very close to Jesus. When Jesus ministered in the area of Jerusalem, remember he had no home, no place to hang out. He often visited the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus, who was their brother. And they developed a very close relationship. And though they were very close to the Lord, and you would think, oh, nothing's going to happen to them, their lives were not free of heartache or despair. Lazarus has suddenly died, and Jesus was away when this happened. So we're going to look at this passage, and we'll discover how Jesus can not only provide for our immediate needs, but how he secures our eternal destiny. Of the I am statements in John that I'm preaching through, to me, this is one of the greatest, I guess. Um, so today, we're going to consider this. I am the resurrection and the life. Let's pray. God, open our ears and our hearts that we may hear from you. May you challenge us. May you encourage us. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen. Hey, I am the resurrection and the life. First, he tells us about, look at the devastation that's found here in verse 17 of John chapter 11. The scripture reads, Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Mary and Martha to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha had heard that Jesus was coming, she went out and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. 
Now, prior to that, they had sent word to Jesus and said, Hey, you're, you're, Lazarus is sick, he's ill, come, come, come quick. And Jesus, you're going to find out, hung out a little longer. Now, the Jews at that time had a belief that uh, if a person died for three days, the soul kind of hovered over the body before it went to paradise. But on the fourth day, there was no hope. And by that way, for those of us that know about biology and you, we live in the rural areas, you see the roadkill on the side of the road. Think about how bloated a carcass gets after four days. Yeah. So I like the King James Version of this. It says, he stinketh. I, that was, as a kid, that was always a cool one. You have to look that one up. You'll find out later. All right. Hey, we have received, Jesus had received news that Lazarus was ill, and he had stayed away for the two extra days. It's evident that when you read the scripture that Jesus got the news the same day that Lazarus had died. And so it took the days to get down there. He'd been dead for four days. So the situation was very frantic. Mary and Martha were beside themselves. All the people were coming in. In the Jewish custom of those days, it was 30 days of mourning. So people brought food. People came in. People took care of the needs. People prayed. People wailed. Did all those things. But Jesus had deliberately waited to come. Very interesting thought in the background. You see, I think in the midst of our COVID-19 crisis, for some people, we feel like we've passed a point of no return. Uh, we feel like we'll assume our situation will never improve. I hear people say that. Some think the Lord has chosen to do nothing. Others think there's nothing going on. Others think this is the apocalypse. Guys, the, the truth's probably somewhere in the middle. We say, be careful, but this isn't the end. The, this is our journey. This is not our home. If you know Christ is your Lord and Savior, heaven is your home. Earth is where we work it out and we share our faith and we encourage others to come to a relationship with God. So some think here, all those things, where is God in all this? I want to remind you this, Jesus is never late. Jesus is never late. He wasn't late getting here to Bethany. Notice four days following the death, you would say, well, Glenn, he's late. Well, he wasn't. It's obviously that his family, uh, Lazarus and Mary and Martha were all loved by so many people. There were many there. Now, remember at this time, people in Jerusalem were wanting to stone Jesus. So when he hangs close to Jerusalem, his opportunity to be uh, taken into custody and, and everything happens, you know, he can be stoned quickly. Now, we know that wasn't God's plan. But for the disciples, they were all worried. Jesus, why are we going back there? Don't you know that's a hotbed for you? Those folks that had come to comfort Mary and and Martha could not bring Lazarus back, but they were there to offer comfort. Now, many of us have faced the same situation following losing a loved one to death. We can't change the situation, but I want to remind you, you and I can be a comfort to those in those most difficult times. One of the greatest acts of kindness that you and I can do is to simply offer our presence. It doesn't have to be words. Just hang out. As soon as Martha had heard Jesus was coming, notice what happens next. She went out to meet him. Now, now think about it. Martha, if you think of Mary and Martha, Mary's the one that's always at the feet of Jesus. Martha's always the busybody, right? The activist. Remember, she was cooking. Jesus, tell, tell Mary, get off her feet down there. Get away from you and get in here and help me in the kitchen. We've got too many people here. Remember that story? So Martha is the go-getter. Mary's always hanging next to Jesus. She doesn't want to leave him. It's interesting to note. When you read this passage, there's something different here. Martha has gone off to meet him. As soon as Martha heard he was coming and went out to meet him, she's still hurting and grieving the loss of her brother. But where was Mary? She did not accompany her. 
Mary was the one who was always found at the feet of Jesus, and she longed to be near him as often as he was around. Yet in this great moment of grief and pain, she chose to stay away instead of coming close to him. I think there's a truth there for us, that even the strongest believers may struggle at times when faced with devastating situations. Mary's world was shattered. She was having difficulty coping with the, the situation she was in. We all face times of when our faith is tested. We're all tempted to design to repeat and give up. But remember, Jesus is on the way. And he was coming for her. And a great miracle was going to take place. But also remember, as we consider now, look at the conversation here between Martha and Jesus found in verse 21 and following. 1121 says in John, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know whatever you ask from God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Now, now here it kind of implies that, that Lazarus wouldn't have died had Jesus been there sooner. And we see her walking in faith and despair. How they walked side by side. Her, her, she was hurting emotionally and physically from this loss. Why had the Lord delayed coming? Why had he not come as she requested? Have we not all felt that way sometimes? Where is God in all this? God, where were you? God, why aren't you here now? To put it in perspective, in the United States of America today, 7,500 people plus, this is not related to COVID-19, this is a normal yearly total, 7,500 people per day will not see the sunrise and sunset tomorrow. Now think about that. All of us feel, where is this? People are in pain every day. 7,500 plus people die a day in the United States. And many of those folks that are around them complain about the timing of the Lord's response. They can relate. But notice that even when Martha was struggling with her faith, she remained confident in the Lord. Do you do the same? When your faith is tested, when your world is rocked, do you cling to Jesus? Can you stand upon the promises that we sang about a while ago? She knew Jesus had the power and that God would do whatever, whatever God would desire that he could connect with him and would be taken care 